Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Okay, so I'm literally recording um, as Elliot sleeps, norm- like like normal. Um, so before I get started, guys, I have to tell you this really embarrassing story, and it just happened to me like right now. So I'm telling you guys like as it's happening, and I'm like almost crying from laughter and embarrassment, and oh my gosh, like I have this glass of wine that was just sitting here, and now I'm drinking it to like bring down my nerves. Okay, so right now as I record this part of the podcast so you should know that the way recording breaks for me is I record whenever I get a chance so a lot of times I will record um like at the beginning of the week and then towards the middle of the week and then like maybe the morning or the day before the podcast releases to kind of finish up whatever I'm talking about so I'm recording right now and it's Saturday and um my mom texted me this morning. I'm so embarrassed. Oh my God, I bet I'm so red. My mom texted me this morning like, hey, if you want a break from Mia, you could bring her over after her nap and I'll drop her off around eight, eight o'clock. So that's perfect. Like she'll come home bedtime and I could have like, you know, from maybe like 2.30 to eight o'clock, like be toddler free. So obviously as we're talking about marriage this month, um, when you have, after you have kids, it becomes really hard to have intimate time, right? To be intimate and like to do the acts of intimacy. So honestly, it has been dead in my house, like having two kids and working. Hey, this is Christian mom uncensored y'all. So I'm being a little uncensored today. And so anyway, it's obviously hard to do it. And one of my advice is, one of my advice or some of my advice in terms of like, how do you find time to be intimate with your husband? That's a real question. And that's a real struggle that happens after you have kids. You either have to wait until they like go to sleep and stay up late late, or like sneak it in during nap time. Or, you know, if they're watching a movie and are really, really distracted, that's not my house. Mia will not sit still. So really it has to be like, okay, she's asleep or away. And so I, my mom's like, I will take Mia. Um, I was like, perfect. So Ethan went to go put her down for a nap and I was like, okay, game time. Um, Mia's going to leave. I'm going to like shower, get all pretty. And then we can finally have some alone time. Elliot's a baby. So like whenever he falls asleep, that will be our golden time. I texted my mom three things that make me feel really uncomfortable. I texted her like, hey, I was thinking you could grab us Sarku or Nally Fresh, pick up some Blue Moons and we can have sex and then we can watch a TV show and know it sounds like the perfect evening. I sent that to my mother. My mother now knows that I am planning on drinking beer and having sex and eating either Japanese or salad. 
guys, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to do. So I texted her like, text one for Ethan, um, slap to the face. So now it's going to be awkward. Now it's all going to be awkward. When Ethan drops me off, it's going to be awkward. When my mom drops me off, it's going to be awkward. No matter what happens, it's going to be awkward. So now I'm sitting here, supposed to be having lunch, but now I feel too embarrassed. But that's the truth. Like you have to plan these things after you have kids. And I didn't know that I sent it to my mom. And I hope she never reads the text. So now I feel bad. And I feel weird. <sighs> but it's not that weird because, like, honestly, growing up, have you ever walked in on your parents? I haven't, like, actually walked in. But I've, like, heard or, like, have seen and, like, have been, like, let me go ask. Never mind. And, like, walked away. So this is kind of payback for that. But, oh, my gosh, guys. Speaking of marriage and babies. This is how we're kicking off the month of marriage mayhem. I tell you, dear Lord. Okay, update on the text. So I should let you know that I'm now recording two days later. So I text my mom that. Her response was, I know Ethan was glad. Speaking of which, I think that we're going to do a little overnight with me and your dad. So now me and my mom's relationship has entered a whole new level of mother-daughter talks and relationships that we have never crossed. We crossed this threshold. Obviously, I have two kids, so it goes down. But it's just so funny how cool my mom is. She's like, oh, but Ethan's happy about that. Speaking of that, <laughs> it was just so funny. So everything was fine. It wasn't awkward. In fact, if anything, I just strengthened our mother-daughter bonds. And I hope to like have that kind of open relationship with Mia anyway. So that's kind of funny to start off our marriage uh, episodes. <laughs> so obviously, when you become a mama, you have a lot of decisions to make, even before your baby is born. Do you want to have a vaginal delivery? Um, do you want to go medicated or unmedicated? Do you want to find out if it's a boy or girl? What are you going to name your baby? Those are all like big decisions. But once your kid comes, there's a whole slew of other choices and things that you have to decide. You have to decide about vaccinations. You have to decide about your kid's sleep. You have to decide about are you going to breastfeed or not? And so many moms kind of struggle with those decisions and those big decisions because they are kind of big, um, And a lot of moms, especially first-time moms, lack confidence. And I'm definitely a mama who has taken off the training wheels because I have a two-year-old and three-month-old, so I'm kind of been doing the thing for at least the last two years, um, two and a half years. She's actually 30 months. I got an update from the Bump app that Mia is 30 months old, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's 30 months old. That's insane that they still are telling me how many months she is. And it's really funny because obviously like after two or even like yeah like after two you stop counting months and stuff like that um and Elliot is three months old and he has a lot to say apparently something we all kind of struggle with as mamas is feeling confident confident in the decisions we're making confident in ourselves as a woman and just um confidence in raising our kids because ultimately we're giving these sweet cute little precious gifts and we can really mess them up and I'm not saying it to scare you but that's just kind of the reality and I think a lot of us have that um, awareness so it makes it really hard when we're making decisions from what kind of school should they go to what should I give them for their first food do I do the cried out method for sleep or not um 
But one thing I will say is that God gave us instincts for a reason. And what's good for one baby might not be good for another. What works for one baby might not work for another. And ultimately, it's up to us to decide what we want to do. But I've seen and heard so many mamas kind of uh, not trust their better judgment or um, really, really fret over decisions. And I've been one of those mamas. But something we all kind of have to work on is being confident because we all were given our babies for a reason. I've talked about this before. Our babies and us, like we were paired together. Like we were meant to be their mothers. No one else is their mother. No one else can mother the way we mother. Like we are meant to raise the kids that were given to us, Um, whether it be by birth, adoption, whatever. They're your babies and they're meant to be your babies. So just trust your gut. Um, Everything doesn't have to be dramatic. And speaking of that, I was talking to Ethan um, last night and um, just about like life and marriage and some other like kind of just some frustrations. Like I'm trying to do some stuff and um, work and everything. And he was just like, you expect everything to be perfect. You fret over things over and over and over again you are not a good decision maker. And that sounds kind of like harsh, but it's true. I am a good decision maker in the sense that once I make it, I can usually, I've learned um, to trust my instincts. And if I feel good with it, to stick with it. And if I feel bad about it, to change it. But there's other things where um, something as simple as what am I going to talk about on the podcast this week? Should I really need to take a day off for my mental health? But can I do it? Should I do it? What do I do? Oh my gosh. Should I tell my boss? Like, I'm sorry, the boss going to hate me if I take off and all this other stuff. And, um, he basically was like, just knock it off, make a decision, stick with it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's part of life. And I was like, oh, wow. Like you, I fret over so many things. Um, that either can or cannot be changed or ultimately don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, For instance, we were talking about, like, I'm on week nine before I leave work. I I think maybe it's week eight. I think it's, well, I think whatever. It's like almost week eight. Um, And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Should I, I mean, I wasn't um, doubting that I should leave, but I was telling him like, oh my gosh, I feel so selfish. Um, and all these other feelings. And he was like, listen, we have set ourselves up so you can do it. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but as you've been saying, you need to trust God and stop fretting. We've made the decision. You put in the date. We have a deadline. Just do it. Like in life, it's either going to be good or bad, but just do it and you'll find out. And I was like, oh, wow. Thanks, babe. And he was like, no, this is something we both decided. And it was kind of I was struggling with it because I felt like I basically told him one day, Hey, I'm done working. And he was, and he was like, I mean, in a way, yeah, but after consideration and thought, like we've talked about it and this is what's best for the kids. This is what's best for you. This is what's best for our family. So that feeling of it being selfish needs to go away. And when it comes to raising your babies, if you are a co-sleeper, if you are someone who holds your baby, if you are someone who does the cried out method and really enjoys like putting your baby down and having a moment, like those are your kids. We only get them once. So raise them the way you want to raise them, not the way society wants you to raise them, not the way your mom, your mother-in-law, anyone wants you to raise them. 
raise them how you want to raise them because they're your babies and you only get to do this once. How many times have you made a decision in life based off of someone else's opinion and then regretted it? right? Like we've all kind of done that. We've all kind of been there. And so it's so important for us as people to do what makes us happy. Because if COVID and quarantine and and all of this stuff that's gone on in 20, you know, in 2020 and like a little bit in 2021, if anything, I have learned that life is short. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when is the last time you will hug your loved one. You never know. Um, what's going to happen. So just do what makes you feel good. Just do it. And also don't be afraid. So what? I leave work and we, like I, I have to find a new job at some point. That was one of my fears. Like, well, what if I leave and I still have to like work somewhere else and it's, it's worse. So what? Who cares if, um, you know, Elliot is sleeping in the bed right now? Who cares? Mia is in is out of the bed now. And I will tell you, I miss her. I miss her not sleeping with me. And um, is it the healthiest? I don't know. Like, there's so many things that this world and social media, and especially momhood, they tell you is good or bad or whatever. But what I'll say is that the way America runs is the way... It's not the way the whole world runs, right? So there's some people who baby wear. There's cultures where they are baby wearing all day. There's cultures where, of course, they sleep with their babies. One, because maybe that's just, like, how their houses are built. Like, they maybe don't have access to, like, multiple rooms and different spaces. Or two, that's just the way they've always done it. Um, For me, it's comforting to roll over, be able to touch Elliot, feel him breathe, look at him. It's fine. For him, it's comfortable for him to wake up to see me. And then if he needs to nurse, to nurse. Um, and yeah, I slept with Mia until she was two years old and I'm not ashamed of that. She's confident. She's happy. She's thriving. And there's other kids who are confident, happy and thriving and have slept in their rooms by themselves their whole lives. Like just do what feels good and it'll all work out. Not every decision is a dramatic, drastic one. And don't listen to what society says. Society will say, society has told me when I had Mia, like co-sleeping is bad. So I was very hush-hush about it. I was very like, oh no, no one can know that Mia's in the bed. Tell her doctor she's in the crib. Um, and that's so wrong. And, you know, depending if you have a doctor that's like kind of like that, maybe you have the wrong doctor. Because Elliot's doctor was like, listen, I know, and he's he's a dad um, to five. He was like, I know. And I think that's just his life experience, so he just knows. He was like, I know that breastfed babies sometimes end up in the bed. Just make sure there's no blankets or pillows around. And, you know, make sure he, like he is like on the outside, not on the inside where he could get stuck or something. And you'll be fine. I'm a super light sleeper. Um, so I knew it would be fine. And I was like, wow, I don't have to hide from my doctor the fact that I'm a co-sleeper. That's, you know, it might seem kind of like, what? But it's true. Like, just live your life. That's all I'm saying. And like, do it, what feels good and everything will be fine. So something else I kind of want to talk about is the power in, um, shaking up your life, the power of the pivot as, uh, a couple of good preachers, um, Crystal Evanshurst, uh, Steve Verdict, might have said before, the power of a pivot. Um, and I was kind of listening to, I've listened to two messages on that recently. Um, 
And so obviously God is talking to me about the power of pivoting and changing your life. And I kind of want to say this to um, all the people out there, because sometimes as women and as mamas, we kind of get stuck in a rut and stuck in the same place. A lot of times we um, have dreams or goals and we'll say, yeah, I know I should do that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, so for instance, I have started my YouTube channel, Christian Mom Uncensored, um, has a YouTube channel now. Just search Christian Mom Uncensored and you should find it. And I've been sitting on this YouTube channel for as long as I've been sitting on this podcast. And I kept putting it off because I was like, well, I should wait until my hair gets done. Then my hair gets done and it's like, well, I really need to clean the whole entire house so that I have a space to record. And then it becomes, oh, well, now my hair, it's been like two, three weeks and now my hair is kind of frizzy and it's not, you know, as fresh as it was. So I'll wait until the next time I get my hair done. But then the baby's crying and during nap time, I would rather take a shower. And it was just all of these excuses. And a lot of times we just make excuses for our lives when we need to get up and do it. So for instance, with my YouTube channel, I was like, I want to wait till I have more followers on the podcast or on social media. I want to wait to do this, 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 or that. Um, and sometimes we get kind of stuck in our own head and in our own way when we could like do whatever we want to do. Um, and we should go ahead and do it. And another thing is mamas, we kind of get stuck in, um, this is what my life is. And I've talked to a couple of different mamas and I've also kind of seen it in myself where I look at life and I go, well, this is just what it is. Um, and that's not true. If you are unhappy in your marriage, in your career, in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom, like you're not feeling fulfilled, there are ways that you can go ahead and find that fulfillment and there are things you can do. Now, I know from experience uh, that being a stay-at-home mom is lonely. And I kind of felt that when I was on maternity leave and Ethan worked till 6 p.m. He typically works till 6 p.m. every night or most nights. And so at the end of the day, I have all of these things I want to tell him about. I want to tell him about the cool new thing Elliot's doing. I want to tell him about my ideas for the YouTube or the podcast. I want to, during the day, like just hang out and catch up. But he doesn't really have that luxury and he's not really interested in doing that. And so for a lot of moms who are, you know, waking up and then just hanging out with their kids or kids in general all day long, it can feel kind of lonely because you're not having that adult connection. You're not having that someone to just kind of talk to. And that's kind of why I started the mom group. And obviously with COVID, it's been hard. Um, But um, that's okay, (laughs) because we're going to get through it. And um, something that's kind of helped me is one of my best friends has volunteered to come over, you know, once or twice a week while I'm working to hang out and kind of do school with the kids. But because she's coming over, that means that I have a chance to chat about like mom stuff with her while she's there and ask her like, okay, so what's going on? What can we do? And, um, if you are a stay at home mom, find another stay at home mom to be friends with, to hang out with, to chat with, to text with, to see once a week. Um, because the loneliness of being home all the time with your kids is real and people don't want to admit it. People don't like to say it like, oh my gosh, you're so blessed. You're at home with your kids or, oh my gosh, you're so blessed. Like you have these beautiful babies. Like, yeah, but there's loneliness that comes in that. Um, and even as a working mom, you could feel lonely if you, you don't have friends who are moms or, um, you just feel like people don't relate. Like I've really struggled with working and being a mom. And I feel like the working moms I know don't struggle as hard as I do. Like for me, it's a, 
extra struggle. Like it is, it's extra hard. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe I should definitely talk to them a little bit more. Um, but for me, it has been lonely in the sense that all my mom friends that I'm really, really close with have been stay at home moms. So on the flip side, I was going through things that they weren't going through and they didn't understand like, well, you know, I get to get dressed or I used to be able to get dressed every day, go into an office environment and chat with adults. But I was jealous of, well, they can wake up in the morning and decide we're going to hit the park right now, or we're going to hit the zoo, or, you know, let's drive an hour and go to this museum where I can't, I can do that because my job is flexible, but I can't like at the end of the day, every day I I'm tied eight hours to a desk. And so anyway, um, yeah, it, it's kind of, no matter what you're going through, another mom is going through it, but also you have the power to change whatever you're unhappy with in your life. So in talking about the power of the of a pivot or of the pivot, um, I want you to stop for a moment, moment and think about something you really want to change in your life. And I mean, like really want to change. And I mean, like really want to change. Like if you had the power, you would change it tomorrow. And it could be your marriage. It could be um, your career, it could be your fitness level, it could be your home, it could be wanting to start up a new business, it could be going to school. I was talking to Ethan um, yesterday a little bit about like how I'm excited, you know, to leave work, but I was scared and all these other things. Um, and like I said, he was really encouraging. I was like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. You're doing what God's called you to do and you just need to go and do what you need to do but at the same time I was asking him well are you happy with what you're doing and he was like for now and I know that ultimately he has his own dreams and things and I told him like obviously right now it feels like we're in the season of my dreams we're in the season of Brittany gets to do what she wants right but he's a person too and I, I know that ultimately he wants to do something else as well. Um, or he would like to pursue some other dreams. And so I encouraged him because he's 30. Um, and he has kids, he kind of feels stuck. And I told him, and a lot of times moms and dads might feel this way where all of a sudden we reach a certain age, you have some children that you're responsible for, and then you kind of get stuck or you feel stuck. You feel like this is what I have to do because I have to provide, or I have to do X, Y, or Z. Well, there's a million ways to provide for your family. And you're never too old to start a dream. Um, like I've said in a previous episode, you know, whether you start that degree or you start that hobby or you start this lifestyle, um, you're still going to be the same age, however long it's going to take. So for instance, Ethan's 30, his program would probably be around a two year degree. So no matter what, in two years, you're going to be 32. In four years, you're going to be 34. In 10 years, you're going to be 40. No matter what, you can't kind of stop the clock. But would you rather be doing what you want to do in two years or what you prefer to do, even if it takes a lot of time right now? So for instance, as a mama, if you're thinking about going to school, but realistically, you can't go full time. So you know it's going to take you a little bit longer. Who cares? Who cares if it takes you six years? Who cares if it takes you four years? Who cares if, you know, you know, a four-year program takes you six years or a two-year program takes you four years or who cares that you need to spend, you know, X amount of time working on working out and, you know, you know, your fitness level or your fitness journey is going to be a long one. Kind of that's how I feel like my fitness journey is going to be like one for the long haul. <laughs> like I'm not going to work out for three months and look amazing. Like I'm going to need to work out for like seven months 
but that's just, that's just the way life is. Don't be afraid to make a change. Another thing, and this is kind of like, uh, if you are in a place of unhappiness with your marriage, don't wait for it to fall apart. Um, get help, seek help. Um, talk to your partner about what you're unhappy with. You don't have to live with things you're unhappy with, right? There's things about our husbands that frustrate us and there's things, sometimes there's things that need to seriously change um, because they threaten your relationship. And it's okay to tell your husband, hey, I'm unhappy. There was a time very recently where I told Ethan, I'm unhappy. I don't like the way we're communicating. I don't like this road we're on. And he was like, what the heck are you talking about? Because our marriage is pretty good. Like, there's no there's no real hurdles that we have to face. Um, there's no, like, major character flaws. I mean, there's minor character flaws, but we've all got those. And um, I was like, look, we've been snippy with each other. We've been frustrated with work. We can't communicate or make a single decision without arguing and it's true and a lot of it is like sleep deprivation stress um having a new baby like there's a learning curve to all of that um for sure so if you are like oh no that's me don't worry there's a learning curve um you might get over that hump and if you don't then you need to get some help but basically I was like I'm seriously unhappy and we had to have a conversation and make a pivot because you don't want to get to a place in your relationship where you're just doing the motions you're just going through the motions um you want to always be excited and in love and happy. And it's not realistic that you'll always feel that way. It's not realistic to think you'll never have problems. But it is important to um, kind of work on yourself in your relationship always. Um, there's puppy stages there's uh, of love. And then things get real after a couple, a while. And I've been with Ethan for 10 years. So things have gotten real. <laughs> we have kids. Things have gotten real. But that doesn't mean that our relationship has to be what this typical married relationship is, right? People always talk about how your sex life dies after marriage or your freedom goes away after marriage. And that really shouldn't be the case. But there are seasons of life, and I think it's okay to understand, well, right now we have a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Sleep isn't real, and that's a priority. So that's okay. Date night can't really happen every single week. That's okay. Um, but are we going to make an effort always? Yes. The other thing is that I have seen so many different sides of divorce and um, like parents being in and out of people's lives and being in the picture or even like, so like my biological dad is not in my life. And I think that he has tried to be in an in my life multiple times, but ultimately never really consistent, never really did. And when I was younger, um, that did kind of negatively affect me, but because I have such a great stepdad who is like the person who is meant to be my father, um, I'm fine. Like I'm good. I don't really need, uh, the other one, um, unfortunately, but if you are in a place where your husband has cheated and you can't get over it, or you have cheated and you can't get over it, um, the Bible kind of gives you an out and says that divorce is okay in that situation. It, you should never be stuck in a relationship that you don't want to be in, um, even if you have kids. There's going to be some things to figure out, but you have to think about what's best for them. And for me, I always think of, I want, and even when I'm 
as a, as a married person, I think about my kids in the sense that I want them to see what a healthy, happy marriage looks like. I want them to see that challenges happen, but we overcome them. I want them to see that disagreements happen, but we work through them. I want them to see, I want them to see us also very much in love. And if there's any, um, time that we're not doing those things, we need to kind of reevaluate because I want my kids to see a healthy, happy relationship. On the flip side, those are good things to have in a relationship in general. Like in relationships, you're going to disagree and have to work through it. You're going to fight and have to work through it, but you always want to be in love. And so if you're in a place where that's not the case in your relationship, my advice is get on it. Figure out what you need to do. Do the things that make you uncomfortable. Have the talks you don't want to have that you don't want to talk about. Um, and figure out how to kick it up a notch. Do more. Love more. Give more. And if things are not meant to be, they're not meant to be. You're not a failure if your relationship falls apart. You're not a failure if you need to leave your marriage. You're not a failure if things need to change because that's life. And you would rather be happy and healthy than not. The other thing I wanted to talk about real quick is this idea of toxic positivity. And it's this notion or idea that everything always has to be okay. And I've talked about it a little bit on a previous episode where I was like really upset and sad. And I said, I need to feel this. I need to go through this. I need to walk through this disappointment or walk through whatever pain or sadness I was feeling at the time. Um, I'm kind of feeling a little bit better. Not going to lie. But at the time, I couldn't feel better. And that's okay. Um, we're at our country is all about production. Are you busy? Are you creating something? Are you working on a business? Are you doing something with your life? Are you changing your life? Are you doing what you're called to do? Are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you doing all these things? Right. And there's, there's seasons of life. There's times where it's time to get to the grind. There's time to work and really try to achieve your dream. And then there's times to rest and just do it. And in the, the light or the height or the hype or whatever with everything going on in 2020 and 2021 in a pandemic we're all in places and spaces we didn't expect to be in so it's okay if you are literally waking up and just surviving that is okay give yourself grace you don't have to be making a whole new business right now on the flip side if you're in the space to make a whole new business right now i'm cheering you on it's a great time to be exploring um your hobbies or what you want to do and creating it's a great time to be doing it while we're all stuck inside because it's winter and stuck inside because of covid that's fine but it's also fine if you don't want to do that you don't have to be the person who learned to play the guitar during quarantine you don't have to be the person who wrote a book during quarantine you could be the person who got out of bed and survived and there's nothing wrong with that um in our culture we just like highlight work we don't like celebrate rest and we really should because also this is a great opportunity to just stop and to just breathe and I think that's okay and I think that's important and I'm saying that as somebody who's also like trying to be creative and change and make a business but there was a day a week a month where I was just tired and that's okay um it's okay to to have to absorb and um recharge after hearing all of the bad news all of the crazy news all of the wild news all of the things it's okay to just need to stop so i'm going to tell you if you feel like i'm doing nothing with my life if you feel like i'm tired i don't know why if you feel like i just don't have it in me right now it's okay to not have it in you right now 
um, one day you will. And if you're in a point where you like, you're actually going through something and need to see a psychologist and actual depression, fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we're all human. We all need breaks. We all need chances to rest and it's okay to do that. Um, let me repeat. It is okay to turn off your computer. It is okay to delete social media. Just make sure you're still checking out the podcast every week. It is okay to, to need a break from all of it. I've needed social media breaks because I was seeing on Facebook just so much sick stuff that it was making me sick. Like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing another person has passed or some other, someone's kid is sick and I can't handle any more negative news right now. That's okay. Just do you, be you, do what feels good and recharge and take care of your soul. That's all that matters. So if your soul is saying, I need to be working on a project and I need to be in like creating something new. Great. If your soul is saying I'm tired, great. Do what you need to do. And it'll all be, it'll all be fine. Like, don't think because you're not working yourself to death that you're not going to be successful. Because honestly, that's the fastest way to get burnt out. While I have a chance, um, I had an um, unexpected, really cool mom moment. Okay, not that cool. You guys probably won't even care. But here is what happened to me. Um, Elliot put himself to sleep. I'm not a sleep trainer. I'm not. I just like do what I do. And um, we're going to actually have someone come on the podcast and I'll tell you more about that later. That talk that deals with kids and sleep and things. Um, but aside from that, um, Elliot was just playing and I was working. He was playing on his mat, playing, giggling, rolling around, chatting. And then all of a sudden he's quiet. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was falling asleep. So I put him in the pack and play and he's taking a snooze. He's never just like fallen asleep. He always like cries and cries and cries and whines and whines and whines until he has a boob and then falls asleep. Not today. Today he just went to bed. So that was kind of a win. Hooray. Hooray for me. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and I don't know if you guys have plans or not with it being COVID, but um, I thought I'd chat a little bit about what we're going to do. I know not everyone celebrates Valentine's Day. It's like, do we need a holiday to remind us to be in love? But actually, yeah, we do, especially because men... Some men sometimes complain that like women make a big deal about Valentine's Day, or at least my husband has complained about this in the past. But honestly, it's a reminder so you guys can remember to be romantic, okay? Because if you don't have a reminder, it's not going to get done. At least not in my life, apparently on TikTok. Yeah. Well, for Valentine's Day, we are actually going to hang out. We we toyed with the idea of going and doing an overnight stay somewhere. We toyed with the idea of just having like a really romantic night and maybe going to a restaurant. But ultimately, we decided to forego the romance and to play Dungeons and Dragons with my family. Um, that's right. You heard it first from me. Deep down inside, I might have some nerd in me. Um, so that should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. But I did go ahead and get Valentine's Day gifts for both Ethan, Mia, oh, both, and Elliot, all three of them. Um, mostly because, like, that's what mamas do. We, you know, we get presents for our babies. So I got Ethan um, a new wallet because he lost his a while ago, and he's just been carrying his like license and debit card in his passport and I'm like that's not the smartest thing to walk around with and I got him um a robe and slippers and this really funny custom card but I won't say what's on the card on the air because I don't think I should but um mostly because like as parents and as adults we're like in a house and he's never he hasn't had a robe like since I've 
dated him for the past 10 years and there's so often that he is often times where he will like run outside um to throw something in the trash or to do whatever um and he has to throw on his slides and just freeze and I'm like and he also just kind of has cold feet like don't tell him I told you all that so I was like well this would be good because then he doesn't always have to like run and find socks um and then he can stay warm and then for Mia I got her a Peppa Pig blanket and on Etsy I don't know if you guys know this if you want anything cool or if you need any ideas to find something cool go on Etsy I got Mia um, people are making like little buckets that have like a name puzzle, some paint, a stuffed animal, a Valentine's Day balloon, and these cute little custom buckets that um, have your kid's name on it for like around $30, something like that with shipping. And, and so I ordered her one of those and like a little Peppa Pig blanket because she's been asking for one. Um, and that way, so my Valentine's theme is like keeping it cozy. I bought Elliot a new hat. Um, a new cozy blanket and then some more like fun teether toys because he's just now learning how to grasp things and bringing them to his mouth like they don't always go in his mouth but he's getting there so like a bunch more teether toys um from Etsy because they are really cool and really cute like it's going to be cuter than Fisher Price it's going to be cuter than any kind of brand you can find at Target or Walmart or wherever you're shopping for kids stuff Etsy is the place to do it and then plus like I'm all about supporting small businesses that way you kind of are like someone's at home creating these cool things and sending it to you obviously that means that I'm extra careful when when cleaning it but it's a it's a great like little place to shop. So that's kind of what I'm doing for Valentine's Day. And for myself, I'm buying myself some mom apparel because happy Valentine's Day to me. So the last thing I want to talk about is um, I want everyone to like take a good inhale and exhale. I've had a surprisingly hard week and um I mean, surprise, it's life. I wanted to just remind you all that you're doing a good job. Um, you all are amazing mamas. You are all doing what's best for your family and for your baby, and you deserve a freaking award and a high freaking five, which is my favorite thing to say. Um, mommin isn't easy. Um, as you can hear, I have a baby babbling in the background. But uh, so often we put extra pressures on ourselves that we don't need to. Um, so often we think that if we don't do one thing or another thing, we're bad moms. And that is not the case. I think we're all doing our best, trying our best, trying to be the best for our kids. And that's really all anyone can ask for. So I wanted to say... Um, like, you're doing your best. I got into a fight with a friend this week, and it broke my heart. I'm telling you, like, um, I'm not going to get into details. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say what it was about. But it was emotionally kind of like a draining situation. Um, just because I felt bad, and I was also feeling a little hurt and a little frustrated, too. Um, I think that we're moving on, and that's good because it would suck to, like, lose this friend. Um, but that was hard, and then I felt so bad for so many different reasons, um, just because anytime something goes wrong, I blame myself and I get bad, but a lot of times we just have to kind of shake it off and shut it down, and then also, 
oh my gosh elliot is so loud guys oh my gosh i he's a talker and every time i talk he starts talking so earlier this uh, episode you heard me mention when i was telling the story about like the 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 text sent to the wrong person i was i was saying like this is marriage talks um the month of marriage mayhem so like what is all of that about i told you a little bit about valentine's day well I did want to talk a little bit about marriage because it is um, in relationships because they're super important. I think that it is very important for your children, um, my children, and everyone's children to be able to um, witness what it is like to have a good relationship because that's how they build and form relationships. And I can attest to that. I will say I've watched my mom and my dad have a very, very good relationship. I've watched my grandparents have this amazing relationship. So like when it came down to finding a husband and even dating, I was very picky. Um, and I broke up with people very quickly if they just like didn't meet my standards. Um, might sound like, oh, harsh, but no, it's, there's nothing wrong with weeding out what you want. Um, we're not ever stuck with like wherever we are, we are. Now I'm not talking about if you got married, because I think you made that commitment. You just made that decision. That's a covenant. Like you need to sit down, figure it out, work it out. Um, and just know that if you're in a marriage and you've been married for a while or, um, you've been, I don't know, like worried about like the way you're talking to each other. You are, I don't know. The things just feel weird and off. Just acknowledge that in any part of your area feels weird and off. We are in a weird and off time and you're not the only one walking through COVID. Your partner is too. So with that, with that in mind, I would say, um, like just take that into consideration in in dealing with whatever marital things you might be dealing with um me being married for almost three years but with this man for 10 years I've learned so much about him and him as a person and there are things that I've had to accept that I just tried to change before and one it's not cool or right to try to change your spouse now there are certain things I think are okay there's a difference between trying to change you know your partner and um trying to or like helping and encouraging and pushing them forward in their life so for instance I'll talk a little bit about that because I do know some people and a lot of people have this issue where they will stay in a relationship, stay in a marriage, stay in a place with someone um, thinking they can change them. And you you can't. And a lot of times it's not a bad notion. Sometimes it's a, a person who is um, like emotionally not available. Well, you don't need to win around until they are or um, dealing with somebody who maybe has had a hard past, had a tough time in relationships and now isn't the best at commitment. But you're thinking, well, I'm just going to keep loving them. And if I keep loving them, they'll see that commitment can happen. And here's the thing I will say about this. Yes, as Christians and as people, we are called to love. There's no doubt about that. There's nothing wrong with loving. Um, However, there is, um, you don't want to set yourself up for failure and heartache. And also, um, 
It's not necessarily your job. There's so many people who are like, oh my gosh, I had trauma as a child. Or, oh my gosh, I had a hard time in a bunch of relationships. Or, oh my gosh, this or that. And there's no discounting that people go through hurt, right? But you don't need to put yourself through hurt just because someone else is hurting. There's a saying that hurt people hurt people. And I feel like we've all heard that. And on some level, it's true. So when it comes down to... um being in a relationship and I can see this as somebody who has friends in the dating world um in the adult dating world so I see millennials dating millennials and it seems to be a big issue with millennials for sure I don't know about the zillennials y'all are a little young y'all will figure it out but for us millennials you know we're all approaching 30 or we are 30 and above and so this game of you know he has commitment issues um then run away unless you're not looking to be in a serious relationship but everyone that I know is because we're you know what I like I said either approaching 30 or over 30 and so we're not playing around anymore and um I also want to get rid of the idea I don't know how many non-moms or non-people people who are not in relationships or single moms or whatever um or just like women who just listen because there's just good stuff in here for everyone but um there's no race for any of this stuff, for marriage, for babies, for life, for careers. I mean, yes, there's a race for your career. Like, obviously, you should be working and trying to get to what you want to do in life. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't control who you're going to meet. You can't control who comes into your life. I mean, you can control how far you let them in. But if you're sitting there on a dating site, because that's what COVID has come to, um, and you are just swiping on people you're attracted to, because that's what how dating sites are formed, um, you don't have any control of who's attracted to you as well and then who matches. So, like, in terms of that, it is um, just be mindful of the fact that if you have been in relationships or have met the wrong people that's not your fault um just kind of look at where you're meeting them and maybe change that if you are attracting toxic people um try to shut people out try to close the door a little bit faster um you don't need to hang around to fix everyone that's not your job um and i'm saying this as someone who believes that people deserve um chances that people deserve the right to prove themselves that people um you know that it's okay I'm not saying like if somebody has really had a really 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 hard life I'm not saying that you should just shut the door and be like "Mm, sorry your life is hard but not really gonna work for me I'm not saying that I'm just saying be aware of who you are dating and um after if they don't prove themselves then you got to close the door. You don't have to fix them. And I can say that I've seen that with people. Um, and I'm not, I'm going to just say even outside of, um, relationships, I have a friend who, um, has a friend who kind of treats them like a, like a partner, like a, like a boyfriend slash girlfriend or like a spouse or whatever, and does all of the things a spouse would do. Um, except for all the romantic stuff. And it's like, you don't need to be that person's support beam, you know? 
and it's okay if that's what you want to be then fine um but if you're unhappy with any aspects or any relationships you have the right to change them and i think that we all should just be aware of that right so that's what i'm going to say on that but in speaking about changing people and realizations and everything what i realized about my husband is that I have to stop trying to make him a, a people person. And what I mean by that is he is a people person. If you meet him, he's chatting, he's engaged, he's happy, he he um, isn't like shy um, or anything like that. But um, he is not going to be the one who wants to have a party, throw a party, go to a party, he is not the one who likes to like shake up life and do something crazy and spontaneous. He's not the one to get out on the dance floor um, and just like let loose. Whereas I like, I think he takes himself a little seriously. Whereas I don't care. Laugh at me. Judge me. I'm living my life. I am the first person always on the dance floor. You know how people at weddings or parties will kind of wait until it gets more live? that's not me like if you're at a place or like um out well not anymore because it's COVID just think back yeah or even a wedding and no one's really dancing yet I'm the first person to grab people and get on the dance floor I hear a song I like I am there I could be in the middle of a conversation with somebody and it could be like a stranger it could be a friend it could be family and I'll go "Uh uh-huh uh-huh will you excuse me and then I'll run to the dance floor it's who I am I'm a dancer I can't like the beat starts playing and I start moving and then before you know it I'm on the dance floor having a dance battle and I can't control it and that's just who I am and um Welp, that's all I have this week. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Christian Mom Uncensored. Um, also follow us on YouTube for some cool content. And I hope to see you guys next week. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Um, subscribe and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.